Section twenty three of the Book of a Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume Nine. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Michelle Fry, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, in October two thousand eighteen. The Book of a Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume Nine, by Anonymous translated by richard francis burton when it was the nine hundred and thirty-third night shahrazad pursued it hath reached me o auspicious king that when abu sir returned to abu Kur, he saw that he had eaten all that was in the porringer and had thrown it aside empty so he took it up and gave it to one of the captain's servants then went back to abu Kur and slept till morning on the morrow he continued to shave and all he got by way of meat and drink he gave to his shipmate who ate and drank and sat still rising not save to do what none could do for him and every night the barber brought him a full porringer from the captain's table they fared thus twenty days until the galleon cast anchor in the harbour of a city whereupon they took leave of the skipper and landing entered the town and hired them a closet in the khan abu sir furnished it and buying a cooking-pot and a platter of spoons and what else they needed fetched meat and cooked it but abu Kur fell asleep the moment he entered the caravanserai and awoke not till abu sir roused him and set a tray of food before him when he awoke he ate and saying to abu sir blame me not for i am giddy fell asleep again thus he did forty days whilst every day the barber took his gear and making the round of the city wrought for that which fell to his lot and returning found the dyer asleep and roused him the moment he awoke he fell ravenously upon the food eating as one who cannot have his fill nor be satisfied after which he went asleep again on this wise he passed other forty days and whenever the barber said to him sit up and be comfortable and go forth and take an airing in the city for tis a gay place and a pleasant and hath not its equal among the cities he would reply blame me not for i am giddy abu sir cared not to hurt his feelings nor give him hard words but on the forty-first day he himself felt sick and could not go abroad so he engaged the porter of the khan to serve them both and he did the needful for them and brought them meat and drink whilst abu Kur would do nothing but eat and sleep the man ceased not to wait upon them on this wise for four days at the end of which time the barber's malady redoubled upon him till he lost his senses for stress of sickness and abu Kur, feeling the sharp pangs of hunger arose and sought in his comrade's clothes where he found a thousand silver bits he took them and shutting the door of the closet upon abu sir fared forth without telling any and a doorkeeper was then at market and thus saw him not go out presently abu Kur betook himself to the bazaar and clad himself in costly clothes at a price of five hundred half dirhams then he proceeded to walk about the streets and divert himself by viewing the city which he found to be one whose like was not among cities but he noted that all the citizens were clad in clothes of white and blue without other colour presently he came to a dyer's and seeing naught but blue in his shop pulled out to him a kerchief and said o master take this and dye it and win thy wage quoth the dyer the cost of dyeing this will be twenty dirhams 
and quoth abu Kur, in our country we die it for two then go and die it in your own country as for me my price is twenty dirhams and i will not bait a little thereof what color wilt thou dye it i will dye it blue but i want it dyed red i know not how to dye red then dye it green i know not how to dye green yellow nor yet yellow thereupon abu Kur went on to name the different tints to him one after other till the dyer said we are here in this city forty master dyers not one more nor one less and when one of us dieth we teach his son the craft if he leave no son we abide lacking one and if he leave two sons we teach one of them the craft and if he die we teach his brother this our craft is strictly ordered and we know how to die but blue and no other tint whatsoever then said abu Kur, know that i too am a dyer and what how to dye all colours and i would have thee take me into thy service on hire and i will teach thee everything of my art so thou mayest glory therein over all the company of dyers but the dyer answered we never admit a stranger into our craft asked abu Kur, and what if i open a diary for myself whereto the other answered we will not suffer thee to do that on any wise whereupon he left him and going to a second dyer made him the like proposal but he returned him the same answer as the first and he ceased not to go from one to other till he had made the round of the whole forty masters but they would not accept him either to master or apprentice then he repaired to the sheikh of the dyers and told him what had passed and he said we admit no strangers into our craft hereupon abu Kur became exceedingly wroth and going up to the king of that city made complaint to him saying o king of the age i am a stranger and a dyer by trade and he told him what so had passed between himself and the dyers of the town adding i can dye various kinds of red such as rose colour and jujubel colour and various kinds of green such as grass green and pistachio green and olive and parrot's wing and various kinds of black such as coal black and coal black and various shades of yellow such as orange and lemon colour and went on to name to him the rest of the colours then he said o king of the age all the dyers in the city cannot turn out of hand any one of these tints for they know not how to dye aught but blue yet will they not admit me amongst them either to master or apprentice answered the king thou sayest sooth for that matter but i will open to thee a diary and give thee capital and have thou no care anent them for whoso offereth to do thee let or hindrance i will hang him over his shop door then he sent for builders and said to them go round about the city with this master dyer and whatsoever place pleaseth him be it shop or khan or what not turn out its occupier and build him a diary after his wish whatso he biddeth you that do ye and oppose him not in aught and he clad him in a handsome suit and gave him two white slaves to serve him and a horse with housings of brocade and a thousand dinars saying expend this upon thyself against the building be completed accordingly abu Kur donned the dress and mounted the horse became as he were an emir moreover the king assigned him a house and bade furnish it so they furnished it for him and shahrazad perceived the dawn of day and ceased to say her permitted say 
when it was the nine hundred and thirty-fourth night, she resumed. It hath reached me, O auspicious king, that the king assigned a house to Abu Kur, and bade furnish it, and he took up his abode therein. On the morrow he mounted and rode through the city, whilst the architects went before him, and he looked about him till he saw a place which pleased him, and said, This stead is seemly whereupon they turned out the owner and carried him to the king who gave him as the price of his holding what contented him and more then the builders fell to work whilst abu Kur said to them build thus and thus and do this and that till they built him a diary that had not its like whereupon he presented himself before the king and informed him that they had done building the diary and that there needed but the price of the dye-stuffs and gear to set it going quoth the king take these four thousand dinars to thy capital and let me see the first fruits of thy diary so he took the money and went to the market where finding dye stuffs plentiful and well nigh worthless he bought all he needed of materials for dyeing and the king sent him five hundred pieces of stuff which he set himself to dye of all colours and then he spread them before the door of his diary when the folk passed by the shop they saw a wonder sight whose like they had never in their lives seen. So they crowded about the entrance, enjoying the spectacle, and questioning the dyer, and saying, O oh, master, what are the names of these colors? Quoth he, This is red, and that yellow, and the other green, and so on, naming the rest of the colors. And they fell to bringing him long cloth, and saying to him, Dye it for us like this and that, and take what hire thou seekest when he had made an end of dyeing the king's stuff he took them and went up with them to the divan and when the king saw them he rejoiced in them and bestowed abundant bounty on the dyer furthermore all the troops brought him stuffs saying dye for us thus and thus and he dyed for them to their liking and they threw him gold and silver after this his fame spread abroad and his shop was called the sultan's diary good came into him at every door and none of the other dyers could say a word to him but they used to come to him kissing his hands and excusing themselves to him for past affronts they had offered him and saying take us to thine apprentices but he would none of them for he had become the owner of black slaves and handmaids and had amassed store of wealth on this wise fared it with abu Kur but as regards abu sir after the closet door had been locked on him and his money had been stolen he abode prostrate and unconscious for three successive days at the end of which the concierge of the khan chancing to look at the door observed that it was locked and bethought himself that he had not seen and heard aught of the two companions for some time so he said in his mind haply they have made off without paying rent or perhaps they are dead or what is to do with them and he waited till sunset when he went up to the door and heard the barber groaning within he saw the key in the lock so he opened the door and entered found abu sir lying groaning and said to him no harm to thee where is thy friend replied abu sir by allah i came to my senses only this day and called out but none answered my call allah upon thee o my brother look for the purse under my head and take from it five and a half dirhams and buy me somewhat nourishing for i am sore and hungered 
the porter put out his hand and taking the purse found it empty and said to the barber the purse is empty there is nothing in it whereupon abu sir knew that abu Kur had taken that which was therein and had fled and he asked the porter hast thou not seen my friend answered the doorkeeper i have not seen him these three days and indeed methought you had departed thou and he and the barber cried not so but he coveted my money and took it and fled seeing me sick then he fell a-weeping and a-wailing but the doorkeeper said to him no harm shall befall thee and allah will requite him his deed so he went away and cooked him some broth whereof he ladled out a plateful and brought it to him nor did he cease to tend him and maintain him with his own monies for two months space when the barber sweated and the almighty made him whole of his sickness then he stood up and said to the porter and ever the most high lord enable me i will surely requite thee thy kindness to me but none requiteth save the lord of his bounty answered the porter praised be he for thy recovery i dealt not thus with thee but of desire for the face of allah the bountiful then the barber went forth of the khan and threaded the market streets of the town till destiny brought him to the bazaar wherein was abu Kur's diary and he saw the vari-coloured stuffs dispread before the shop and a jostle of folk crowding to look upon them so he questioned one of the townsmen and asked him what place is this and how cometh it that i see the folk crowding together whereto the man answered saying this is the sultan's diary which he set up for a foreigner abu Kur hight and whenever he dieth new stuff we all flock to him and divert ourselves by gazing upon his handiwork for we have no dyers in our land who know how to stain with these colours and indeed there befell him with the dyers who are in the city that which befell and he went on to tell him all that had passed between abu Kur and the master dyers and how he had complained of them to the sultan who took him by the hand and built him that diary and gave him this and that brief he recounted to him all that had occurred at this the barber rejoiced and said to himself praised be allah who hath prospered him so that he is become a master of his craft and the man is excusable for of a surety he hath been diverted from thee by his work and hath forgotten thee but thou actest kindly by him and entreatest him generously what time he was out of work so when he seeth thee he will rejoice in thee and entreat thee generously even as thou entreatest him according he made for the door of the diary and saw abu Kur seated on a high mattress spread upon a bench beside the doorway clad in royal apparel and attended by four blackamoor slaves and four white mamelukes all robed in the richest of raiment moreover he saw the workmen ten negro slaves standing at work for when abu Kur bought them he taught them the craft of dyeing and he himself sat amongst his cushions as he were a grand wazir or a mighty monarch putting his hand to naught but only saying to the men do this and do that so the barber went up to him and stood before him deeming he would rejoice in him when he saw him and salute him and entreat him with honour and make much of him but when i fell upon i the dyer said to him o oh, scoundrel how many a time have i bidden thee stand not at the door of the workshop hast thou a mind to disgrace me with the folk thief that thou art seize him 
so the blackamoors ran at him and laid hold of him and the dyer rose up from his seat and said throw him accordingly they threw him down and abu Kur took a stick and dealt him a hundred strokes on the back after which they turned him over and he beat him one hundred blows on his belly then he said to him o scoundrel o villain if ever again i see thee standing at the door of this diary i will forthwith send thee to the king and he will commit thee to the chief of police that he may strike thy neck begone may allah not bless thee so abu sir departed from him broken-hearted by reason of the beating and shame that had betided him whilst the bystanders asked abu Kur, what hath this man done he answered the fellow is a thief who stealeth the stuffs of folk and shahrazad perceived the dawn of day and ceased saying her permitted say end of night nine thirty four